Welcome to another episode of the United Podcast. I'm Sam Homewood and David May and Helen Evans are with me. Guys, how you doing? Good, thank you, Sam. How are all you? Good. All good, Sam. Excellent. I'm very good, thank you. We are in person together right now. We're all in the same space. Yep. Um, but this is an episode we recorded on Zoom because uh, Thomas Kusak, who is our guest, is in Poland. Yep. It was all right being back on Zoom, wasn't it? It's yeah, not the same, though, it's not the same. No, but I like, uh, I like that we get to hear in this episode Maisie's beer machine. That's yeah. become a real beer fixture. beer machine, <laughs> Oh yeah. Do you ever like go on? I don't know. Play golf and then come on for a nice cool have beer. A beer from your beer machine. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness, really? It's the future. <laughs> Tell you when Johnny finishes his, you know, footballing career, he will get the blade and he will. Yeah, you, know, you can buy other. Sorry, all what's the, it called? It's called the blade. It's like watching right. the shopping channel. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, you know, go and have a knock, and we'll go and play golf wherever we want to play, and then we'll go. Head back to yours, back to mine, and we'll have a couple of scoops. I don't have a blade, though. Oh, no, but you will do. Yeah. <laughs> Mace's going to buy it for you. Mace's uh, beer machine has come, become quite infamous. Yeah, that's right. It that's that's why it's kind of fun being back on Zoom just for that. Yeah. Um, but also great to have uh, Thomas on, because I we've spoken to some different goalkeepers, and he's someone, again, who can offer us a, a completely fresh insight, because he battled with one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time to be Manchester United's mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. It must be really difficult coming from Poland into Germany into England and uh, not being able to speak the language, particularly goalkeeper, because you, you've got to bell out instructions all the time. But um, he's managed to do it and he's, you know, he's played at the top. He's played at Manchester United, so job well done for him. Always comes across as a very confident person when mm-hmm. I've spoke to him in the past, so it'll be interesting to see what stories he has to tell. Was time under Sir Alex, you know, he was part of a great dressing room, wasn't mm-hmm. he? Uh, my, some great medals too yeah yeah some real good medals I spoke to uh, Wes Brown about him briefly and he said he was like oh, so he's my mate yeah we're friends like, he really likes him so I, I feel like yeah. he's someone who even though he wasn't maybe you know he obviously wasn't the first name on the team sheet but he's someone who really ingratiated himself with that squad and mm-hmm. made mm-hmm. proper friends and connections with people mm-hmm. probably a nice guy yeah bring him on let's do it this is our chat with Thomas Cusack Thomas how are you I'm all right, thank you. I'm, I'm doing well, I think. You're in Poland at the moment? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, for maybe last month, we're living in Poland. We moved. Actually, a lot of happened. A lot of uh, things happened over last two or three months in uh, my life, my family life. Uh, after many many years in England, uh, we decided to move to Poland. Everything new for them, especially because. This is my country. I've been born here. Oh, okay, I didn't live for years, but it's easier for me. But we're doing well. I think, uh, you know, uh, so far my family is happy and the children adopting quick. And, um, you know, it's a new environment for them, a new school. It's good because it's a British international school. We've got only three uh, British international schools in Poland, but one of them is here in Gdańsk, which is fantastic. Uh, the, the change is... Uh, there's a new school, but it's the same system, which is most important for my children because they're English spoken. And, uh, you know, to move them to Polish school at the moment would be really difficult. And I didn't want to do that, but, you know, they're settling well. We've got a lot of work. As I said before, you know, when I played football, it was easy. Everything was easy. Wake up morning, go to training, go home, plenty free time at the moment. I don't have that. I just need to wake up early, go do my stuff. And I'm kind of busy, but I'm kind of happy with that as well, because we all know how difficult it is to stop playing and, and start new 
new life. And uh, I'm one of these guys where I need to work. I'm, I am workaholic. I love to work. I, I love to wake up early and, and do stuff and learn. And, and I'm fine, I think. Good. Your children, what sort of accents do they have? Do they have Cheshire? Do they have Birmingham? To be honest, uh, my daughter speak really like proper English. They say it's like posh, uh, posh English and a very <laughs> nice accent. Uh, the little one, yeah, uh, she's quite similar. Uh, I mean, the, the, the words spoken, speaking English, uh, I am uh, in my family, to be honest, over... Uh, 15 or 18 years I just managed to learn to this point and uh, obviously my daughter is always correcting me already it's like oh daddy you don't speak like that this is wrong and <laughs> as a kind of you know it's good to have somebody who who knows how to speak properly English <laughs> yeah. at home obviously my message is she's doing well she is very talented with the languages. She speaks four different languages wow. flowing. She was studying in England and for her it's easier. But obviously, uh, yeah, you need to have a black sheep <laughs> in the family, obviously. You're being hard on yourself. Okay, thank you. I hear this every day for the last 19 years and I don't believe it. <laughs> English is all right, but, uh, you know, I do my best. I think it's infinitely better than any of our Polish. Yes. Exactly. And uh, this is true. It's very difficult. Guys, my daughter is learning Polish now, both actually. And uh, they've been speaking a bit. Uh, obviously, we, we, we spoke home Polish, tried to speak Polish to them. But obviously, if children are growing in England, is they communicate in English and they've got all friends English, most of it, and so and so. And now they start to learn Polish and uh, my oldest daughter, she said, oh, Daddy, what a stupid language is that? <laughs> How you can learn that is so difficult. For them, it's tough because obviously they never, you know, it's different when you speak. And uh, it's different when you when you learn from the beginning and uh, yeah. all small details, grammar and so and so. But it's tough. It's very difficult, complicated, complicated language. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm sure they're going to do well. You know, they, they, they catch up very quick and, uh, you know, uh, they're going to do well. I used to live next to a Polish family. Serious? Serious. All I ever spoke was Polish. I mean, the, the, the son, he was called Czesław Donat Tadeusz Bielewicz. Oh, nice. No bad. Yeah. That must be good. must be a good friend if you know the whole name. Yeah. yeah, well, we only used to ever call him Donut because that was his nickname. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no idea. And then the next door neighbour... He was the both English, but the only ever used to speak to his daughter in German. He would only speak to his daughter in German. Yeah, obviously my my nice. missus is from Berlin as well, and uh, obviously we've got a house full of languages, and uh, we try to do like a day of the weeks because I speak German as well. I used to play in Germany in Hertha yeah. Berlin many years ago and live in Germany. Then obviously I catch up a little bit of of German. Uh, my daughter speak German well as well. That's why. Uh, sometimes when we've got the day, like for example, yesterday Sunday, easy day, we had a we had a beautiful walk, a beach walk because there's a beautiful beach very near, like t- uh, one minute from my house, uh, and then we we said, okay, let's speak German today, and we just practice this language. It's, it's actually good. I mean, for children, it's, it's nice to speak. It's, it's nothing special, I think, these days. People speak different languages, especially families like like mine, where. We've been, you know, uh, living in England. My missus from Berlin, and so and so. Well, it's nice, you know. You should learn as well. Uh, I know a little bit of Polish. I'm sure you I know should. some words. 
I, I know, but you're not going to say that. It's gonna be- no, no, no. I, I don't embarrass, embarrass you know, Sam and uh, Helen. It's very kind of you. A, uh, a good example of English people's failure to grasp languages, and uh, I thought of this because Maisie referenced the nickname Donut. Were you aware of the nickname you had? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. You tell me which one. I had a few, actually. <laughs> so I'm thinking of pig. Uh, Pauline Gold, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, uh, my daughter asked me as well uh, a few years ago. <laughs> Daddy, why they call you pig? Uh, you, you don't look like a pig. Yeah, that was a compliment. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, it's not just because the look. I said, and obviously I explained her why. Uh, the shortcut from uh, Pauline Gold uh, could be misunderstood, uh, you know, mm-hmm. because obviously if you don't know the background of it, then it's going to be all this question mark on it. But uh, yeah, this was this was one of my. Uh, who first? Who first um, christened you that? Uh, there was, I think, uh, to be honest, this coming from the West Bromwich Albion time uh, when I started right. playing England in the West Brom. The fans called me that. I didn't notice for a long time. Obviously, at the time, my English was a little bit, you know, was a little uh, was was not as today. But uh, uh, I, I read some inf- like uh, internet. Uh, you know, interviews or whatever it was a chat or something, and there was always saying, "Oh, uh, Pig was great today." And then one day, I was like, "Why are they swearing on me? I had a good game. I did well. Why are they call me this?" <laughs> I, had a, I had another look in the mirror. I said, "No, it's not that bad. You know, there must be background." Of, and then obviously there was a, somebody explained like. Pick polling all and started and just carry on. I think it's simple. Brilliant. You say, uh, Thomas, which nickname? How many others did you have? Oh, yeah, the, a few. Uh, Patrice Evra always called me Kukukukukuzak. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. understand why. I mean, maybe from his <laughs> French accent. Uh, uh, Ronaldo did the same, Cristiano. Uh, for them, it was difficult. To, uh, I think for you it's difficult, guys, today. To, that's why the nickname works well. Kukuzak. I was Kukuzak. Okay, it's a kind of <laughs> nickname everyone understands. Maybe they should have just called you Thomas. It's not that difficult, is it? <laughs> yeah, this is the power of the dressing room, you know. The <laughs> yeah. dressing room, you get different kind of stuff and uh, everyone is nicked. Uh, some lucky guys, they, they've been called uh, as, as they should, but obviously, I don't know. <laughs> I was like that because my surname and there's only was only one Thomas at the time in the dressing room, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Tom Cleverly coming up uh, later on, but Tom Thomas and and the uh, end of the day they called me Tom as well. Not even Thomas yeah. or Tom really, should be. Yeah. But there was also um an instant with your shirt, wasn't there, with your last name and the spelling of it. Yeah, there was a few accidents. Obviously Albi was a as a hero of one of them. <laughs> them, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we played a uh, kind of uh, I was at the time Carling Cup game away somewhere, and obviously he messed up. He must he must be you know rushing to to to, to stick his name on it, and obviously they twisted the uh, Zuzak he called me or something. But I understand that, you know as as everything else we don't pick certain stuff, and obviously I've been named. As I was, but it was a difficult name, you know. I, I think I beat some records there with spelling difficulties and so. But if you live in Poland, guys, you will notice that is not the tough 
So then, yeah, I was going to say it's not that difficult, is it? Surely. From... Yeah, we've got more uh, tough stuff going on. That's why. <laughs> There's more tough stuff going on than surnames. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot more. Exactly. Uh, let's go back to the start for you, Thomas, to your childhood. Tell us about growing up. Uh, obviously, I was. Uh, uh, everything started in Poland in. Uh, very little town. I've uh, been born in Krosnodzianskie. Exactly. This is one of the, <laughs> the, the tough names. And uh, I've been living there for, I think, uh, I was a child, a baby, really. Uh, after second birthday, we moved to bigger city with my parents. And then everything started there. Wroclaw was called the city. And uh, obviously, I was, I was normal. Uh, I had a great childhood. I had a brother. I've got brother too, but we grow together, which was easier. And uh, I mean, from from so far, I can remember I was crazy about football. Always been like that. And uh, obviously, I love different sports. I try to do everything what is possible. Play basketball, and you know, uh, I did like different kind of volleyball and football, everything at once. And when I was ten years old, my father took me to the uh, local team which is a top division team at the moment. Shlans Wrocław is like, it's a good team. Yeah, and the story started. I started to train. I remember the first day was really tough for me because uh, as every most of the children, I uh, I want to be a, a striker. I want to score goals and so and so. And, you know, they, they put me, they, 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 they train, I think, a half a session with lads. Uh, the coach said, mm, you're not quick enough. I think it was a big judgment at the time, but there was, there was you know, was simple, a straightforward decision. And he lined up a few lads, very quick boys, and we just speed in 60, 60 yards. And they've been like two meters, three meters front of me. And he said, look, you can do it. I don't mind, but it's going to be difficult for you, you know, as a, as a field player. And then uh, he asked me, do you want to be, a, do you want to try in the goal? And obviously my father at the time uh, when I was, you know, we always went to the park and nobody wanted to go in the goal. Uh, I went and uh, I was this kind of child. I think I was, I was born for that. I always liked climbing and jumping and doing extreme stuff, <laughs> which follow, uh, my career later on and uh, yeah and the story started I started to train I had a big dreams you know I spent uh, maybe six years in in Wroclaw till I was 16 years old uh, it was a tough time because at the time you know my parents was pushing me for the school as well which was fantastic you know they said listen you can train uh, but you have to do your school as well. It's not as, as you're going to, you know, you need to have a background. My parents are well-educated and they said, this is the base. If you can manage both, you're welcome. If not, obviously, we're going to decide. They, they kind of give me an ultimatum and I knew it straight away that, uh, you know, uh, the school is the same important as uh, as football and uh, was not, not easy because nobody at, at school, nobody really respected that I play football. I train every day and I've got games. But uh, at the time uh, in Poland, uh, we had, um, it's called football school. They opened a special school for talented footballers where it's similar to England now. They, you know, I went to school with my uh, football friends and uh, we had the session morning with the, uh, I mean, school morning, then training, then afternoon. Uh, we had another session and the, the, the 
was working like that. I, I was pleased with it, and my parents was pleased as well because obviously I've been educate myself and play football and really busy. And then when I approached sixteen, when I was sixteen, I was already training with the first team uh, very early. Uh, already had a debut in the national team. Uh, I think I was under fifteen. I, I had a debut uh, for Polish national team. In 16, I started to train with the first team and then came the opportunity to move to Germany. Very difficult decision for my parents. For me, it was straightforward. I said, yes, I go. At the time in Poland, it was very difficult. You know, we didn't have that what we've got today. The children can choose. The parents can choose. Let's go there. Let's 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 leave, go to England, go to Germany. If somebody wants to go, no problem. Uh, we couldn't move. Uh, they, it was not straightforward to, to, to go abroad. It was very difficult and... My parents, uh, I, you know, my parents, I asked them, I begged them really, to be honest, please, I want to go and try. And there was opportunity to go to third division team in Germany uh, because, uh, you know, I love this environment at the time. It was a big difference between Poland and Germany, uh, football-wise, you know, I watched these games in TV and, you know, I was like, yeah, I have to go. If I, you know, this is my dream, I, I need to do it. And my parents said, fine, go. But again, uh, you have to keep going to school and learn and educate yourself. Uh, the same play football. And it was a tough time because I, I, I moved to German family without any language. I didn't spoke German at the time, but obviously they look after me. You know, I went to training every day. I remember that, that I trained morning and afternoon. Morning, I trained with the first team. There was like third division team. And the afternoon, I trained with the youth team. Uh, and I always, uh, I didn't have a driver uh, as some young players these days. The driver coming, pick the player, drive him to training, bring back. Uh, I had a bike and the bike was it was like a good three miles of, of pedaling, proper pedaling <laughs> to the training ground. Up uphill, I remember that there was a sort of, you know, sometimes I went there and the wind was blowing, and I was like, soon I arrived to training, I was like hot, you know, I was warm, I didn't <laughs> need it, any any warm up, and uh, that was like nine months like that, you know, I went up and down, up and down uh, school, uh, I went to German school, uh, clueless as well, no language, I need to learn from the beginning, and Thomas, how difficult how difficult was it? Obviously, living in with a German family, not speaking a word of. German and going to training? You know, it was very tough, uh, as you can imagine, 16 years old. If we yeah. see now 16 years old boy, yeah, and I can't imagine I would let my boy go and say, I don't have a boy, I'm girls, but, you know, 16 years is early, you know, and... Well, obviously, they didn't speak any... Did they, did they speak Polish at all? No, no, they didn't speak Polish. Uh, most people, most people is in Germany speak English, but they didn't yeah. speak English as well. They just talked to me German, and I was like, kind of, just uh, oldest language in the world is hands and showing, and you know. But I learned quick, you know. Uh, somebody told me before I left, listen, Thomas, you have to speed up and try to learn five words mm. every day. And then morning when you wake up, just repeat them and add another five. And I was doing this. And I wrote life. down this word in my room was like, it's a shame. Now everyone make pictures. I didn't make any pictures, but my whole room was like, you know, filled with walls with the, the words. I had these big posters. I Phrases. put the words down, grammatic. And it was like a little bit, uh, I don't know, uh, like, uh, I don't want to call it wrong, but... 
you know, like a mad guy, really, <laughs> because you yeah. know, it should be a poster of footballers. But I knew it. I understood. I need to learn quick, you know. And mm. uh, all the, every day I did that, and very quick after three months, I, I was able to speak on the phone already. And uh, you know, but uh, cost me. Lo- I'm I'm not well talented. If we talk about languages, you know, I don't catch up. I need to learn. I need to like repeat repeatedly put something in my head to remember and but yeah this is the way and you know I settled well there I play very well I felt straight away I had a plan you know I wanted um, at the time I said yeah I want to be a footballer I want to do it you know I'm going to do what is necessary to do from what from what age sorry Thomas did you have that ambition so from 16 uh, no no this was earlier I was to be honest, uh, very early uh, in Poland, when I started to play, like, you know, 10 years old boy, not far from my house, there was a stadium, football stadium, uh, and the local team was like, you know, and uh, I could hear when there was a football game, so I could hear the fans, you know, singing and so and so, mm-hmm. this atmosphere. My father took me a few times to the game, but, you know, you know, there was too young to go on my own at the time, like 12, 13. But the atmosphere was amazing. I mean, we can compare this to to maybe uh, League Two at the time, kind of, yeah. you know, 3,000 people, maybe it was a good day, you know, and nice singing and this. And I was like, wow, these guys are famous, you know, everyone watched them. And, and my dream was there was a few ball boys like, you know, youth team players which passed the ball to the to the to the uh, they stay they stood around the stadium and you know when the ball went out they just collect the balls and I said yeah this is the dream I want to go in and do it you know and then obviously uh, I was that fixed for being a footballer then you know nothing could stop me at the time yeah. because uh, only thing would could stop me was my really parents saying no you're not gonna go you know you're gonna stay with us but uh, thanks God and thanks them you know they trust me they trust me there was a tough I mean if I I'm the parent now you know and I when I see my children I don't know I would be able to let my daughter in age 16 to I don't know somewhere or go and but you know they they trust me you know they let me there and I I think I didn't disappoint them. You know, I've been correct. I I I was focused on it. I called them every day. They called me. We had a good contact, telephone contact. Once in three months, I I went back or something like that to see them for a couple of days. And uh, yeah, and then that's it. And then later on, I had a good. Uh, I played really well at the time. You know, I was like. Uh, I think I uh, I must impress the coaches because the few coaches from different big clubs in Germany they came to watch me in different games and obviously the big offer from Hertha Berlin came the the first team goalkeeper coach Enver Maric uh, came watch me for I remember that it's actually a funny story because he was 20 minutes in the game and I knew it somebody told me oh maybe somebody gonna watch you in this game you know I was 16 seven more 17 and. And I see some guys standing there with the big suit and read the newspaper. And I had a, in 15 minutes, I saved the penalty. I had maybe one <laughs> against one, maybe two. Two in this 20 minutes happens everything the way how it should happen if somebody watches you. And then I see this guy close the newspaper and left. And then two weeks later, I had this offer 
you know, they invite me to Hertha Berlin. To talk. What happened in the rest of the game after he left, though? I can't remember. I just remember. <laughs> I was unbelievable. Just remember the good bits. Could have let in five. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but uh, I, I always say in football, um, you need a lot of luck. You know, if this game wouldn't go the way how it went, then maybe he wouldn't be that in- in- interested and... Maybe somebody else would give me a chance, but you don't know, you know. Then I wouldn't met my missus, which I'm with many years now. I've got children with her because later when I moved to Berlin, I met Evelyn, you know, and my family started. And, you know, football is full of, you know, you need the luck, you know, you need the timing, you need everything else, you know, uh, to be fit. And then, uh, you know, it was fantastic. You know, I went to Berlin already as a kid, I was already speaking German. I, they 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 tried to put me another f- club, tried to put me to another uh, German family, but I said, no, no, no. "I'm gonna live for my own. Uh, I enough for me to be with somebody." I was 17. I rent the flat, and you know, I, I dig. I, I work hard. I had a fantastic coach there. At the time, Hertha Berlin was really strong team, Champions League team. Very good players, and uh, I had everything what I needed to learn and to grow. And uh, this is what see, happens, you know. You seem so mature for that age because you said like you had to beg your parents to let you leave at sixteen. Then at seventeen, you've got your own flat. If that had been me, I'd have set the place on fire within like half an hour. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's you, son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't do that, but yeah. Anyway, is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it looked like, you know, it was tough. I grew up in tough environment, you know. Uh, children these days, I know everything changed and it will change. You know, I was, you know, I went on my own school very early. I had a key to my house when I was 10 years old. My parents work and then I have to do dinner for myself sometimes or lunch, whatever it was. There was a, we all a little bit, I mean, you're not that old guys, maybe Dave a little bit similar but uh, you know uh, <laughs> but you know it was a tough environment uh, at the time Poland changed uh, massively you know Poland is a European country these days it's beautiful restaurants good roads the football clubs and beautiful stadiums everything changed uh, at the, you know in, in 90s in Poland was tough you know the children well, we was all the most, all of us was the street children, you know. We just spent time there. I had my first fight, first kiss there. I had, a, you know, everything there was there happening. Never, you know. No, not at the same time, was it? No, <laughs> you, you, really. you didn't have the kiss and then you had a fight. No, no, <laughs> it wasn't somebody else's no, no. boyfriend I girlfriend, was it? I fight for the girl. I fight for the girl, but she kissed me next day. And... Uh, Obviously, yeah, that's what happened. Then the Berlin time starts, you know, uh, as I say, great, great club and uh, tough decisions. A lot of games in the second team at the time, uh, you know, fantastic uh, players uh, in the first team. Uh, I had had all, everything what I needed to, 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 to learn, to, to see uh, what you, what, what else I need to become a, a, a professional, really like, to make some difference. Thomas, was it tough not making the first team at Hertha Berlin? Yeah, that was a tough a tough time. I played, uh, I think, 90 games in the second team. I did so well. But as I said, the timing uh, is always yeah. uh, important in football. And the first choice goalkeeper was Gabor Kirai. 
uh, there was a, the guy which in age 40 he played European Championship still. You remember him? He was in Aston Villa and Crystal Palace. He had yes. these long grey trousers. Tracksuit bottoms, yeah. Tracksuit yeah. bottoms, very, very unique, yeah. let's say. Yeah. And he was a star. He was 24 at the time. He played Bundesliga. He played unbelievable good, you know, for like next four years or five years. He was one of the best goalkeepers in Germany. And mm. uh, obviously, you know, I pushed, 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 as similar to my situation with Edwin van der Sar. You know, I, I came to the club as an unbelievable goalkeeper there. You know, I tried to uh, have my piece of cake uh, at the time, but Edwin didn't give me much <laughs> as <laughs> Gabor Kirai. But, you know, I learned a lot of, from these guys. And uh, maybe if I, uh, if I would join Hertha Berlin three years later, maybe I would have more chance to play. And I would debut at uh, the debut earlier, but obviously they had a fantastic goalkeeper. He was always fit, played well, he was star. And uh, I've been between the second and third choice really at the time. Uh, maybe, maybe that's why I moved to England as well, because uh, after four years in Berlin, uh, I've been offered a new contract. Dieter Hennes, he was a manager very famous German player mm -hmm. with his brother, Uli Hennes in Bayern Munich. And he offered me a good contract, told me that I'm going to get my chance in the next year or two or three. I was a 22 years old man at the time. And I was like, listen, you had enough time to, to give me a chance. I waited, I trained hard, I've been patient. Mm -hmm. You know, I want something new. And then obviously I just, let's say, blow the contract. I said, no, I don't want it. He said, yeah, how you don't want it? We offer you four years deal. Please, you know, we, we train you, said, oh, yeah, but I want, you know, I want, uh, at the time, uh, uh, I had the option to go to England. Uh, I didn't know which club yet, but, uh, you know, I said, Le let's go to England and see, uh, I want to play all this in England. Uh, Manchester United was my dream team. And I said, yeah, I want to go there. I, I see Bundesliga, fantastic league, but... You know, this is what I wanted at the time, and and uh, there was a know, very if you didn't know who the who the club was, what what did you know about? Did you just know there were some offers from England or a club, or what was the situation? Yeah, um, to be honest, I arrived to England with some agent from uh, New York, and uh, he told me, yeah, we will sort it some club for you, uh, and then just some random agent. <laughs> He was a random kind of agent, yeah. He was the agent. super uh, shady. I, I wanna, yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, did you meet him? Guys. I mean, <laughs> I, I met him because uh, uh, my friend Piotr Novak, he was uh, at the time uh, New York, Red Bull New York now, but at the time a uh, New York uh, manager, uh, ex-Polish uh, national team player, yeah. and coach, and he, he knew him. And I rang him and said, listen, I need an agent. Now, if you if he's a young player, you've got 150 agents yeah. running yeah. behind him but when I was in Berlin like uh, early 2000 I didn't really you know there was a few people but I was looking for agent they didn't look for me you know and <laughs> crazy but there was a, this is the story and I rang this guy he said yeah I've got some connection in England let's go and I arrived to Bolton to be honest but I didn't train with first team I went to a training camp with Fred Barbara uh, there was 150 goalkeepers because Fred Barbara is still today uh, doing, uh, I don't know him or maybe his friend now, they're doing like training camp near to Bolton. And there was, uh, I think they paid like 600 quid and you can train. 
you know, wow. and my agent paid some money. I think, I don't know. He just said, you're going to train with them now. And there was uh, two two groups of good goalkeepers. There was the Jesse Yaskianen at the time and uh, maybe one or two good goalkeepers because obviously Fred Barbara at the time, he was uh, as a manager, a goalkeeper coach from uh, Bolton mm-hmm. and West Bromwich Albion. And uh, my agent said, yeah, go and train with him. And then uh, we see, oh, they're going to be interested. And obviously, I arrived. There was the hardest training camp I had in my life. We trained three times. I had three goalkeeping sessions a day for seven days. Uh, after six days, I had so much pain everywhere. I was mm-hmm. like, no, this is mad. I get back to Germany. These yeah. people are crazy. You know? <laughs> I'm a tough guy. You know, I like to train, but this is what they're doing. is just is going to destroy me. And obviously... Uh, Fred at the time he was keen to take me so so really Thomas so you left Germany to come to England without a club what would have happened had you not got a club I know I, I dropped a free, big contract in, in, in uh, Berlin they they offered me good yeah. contract a would you have gone back there no obviously I'm not this kind of guy you know no. I uh, I just uh, there was uh, my friends called me uh, after maybe two three weeks and they said oh People laughing in the club because you know uh, you you train with 150 yeah. yeah 150 yeah. goalkeepers you know like uh, like a guy from the street but you know I always believe myself I said listen I work hard you know uh, there was my dream to go to and play in England and um, the opportunity kind of opportunity I had a kind of opportunity I was free agent at the time and said yeah let's go well you know what I got to lose. I believe myself, and then obviously I trained hard. Fred yeah. liked liked it. And by this time, you'd learned English. Yeah, I spoke a little bit English. You know, in Germany, I was mature. I was like, uh, you know, four years. My German was good. That's a tough six years for you, isn't it? Really, you leave Poland to go to Germany, not speaking a word of English. Then you leave Germany, come to England, not really speaking English. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a dinosaur, but at the time, you know, was uh, the, these days is easy. If there's a good young of course, yeah. player, you're gonna get a car, chauffeur, flat, yeah. whatever is needed, a big contract already, just to keep him in the club and mm-hmm. see what happens. I didn't have that. I just, uh, I don't know. I, the, cha- the time changed, but. I've been doing what what my instinct was told, uh, telling me, and then mm-hmm. obviously I signed contract with uh, West Bromwich Albion. Sorry, Tom. How long were you in the country before you signed with West Brom? Uh, maybe it was a few weeks, three weeks, four weeks, because the tra- when I arrived, I went to this training crazy training camp yeah. with Fred mm-hmm. Barber. Sometimes when I see Fred, I always say, "Fred, listen, man, you're gonna kill somebody there still." <laughs> but he's a good, great, great guy, you know. He showed me, it was a great beginning. And then uh, I've been training there for a week and then maybe I'll wait another week or two uh, because obviously when I, when I started to train, I was good form, you know, I was already playing. Uh, I was uh, under 21 goalkeeper at the time in Poland and uh, I had uh, I won already a European Championship with uh, Polish national team under 17. We've been World Cup and, you know, I had a, I was prepared to, that's why Hertha, I think, offered me a contract as well, but the, when when I started to train with Fred, and Fred said to me straight away, "Yeah, let's 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 do it," you know. And then uh, I spoke with Bolton. Then I spoke with West Bromwich Albion, and obviously Bolton was a, a, a great club at the time. Yeah, Premier League, tall, high, but mm-hmm. they had a great goalkeeper. You know, they had Jesse Askian, and then yeah. it was similar to Hertha Berlin, where 
Gabo Kirai was there. You know, I knew it. He's a good guy. I trained with him for a week and I could see, you know, it's, he is already in the goal. He has already got great. It's not like I, I wouldn't challenge him, but obviously I would, I have to wait for my chance, you know. Yeah. And then I said, okay, uh, it's going to be tough here. Let's try somewhere else. And the West Brom came, you know. There was a Russell Hall goalkeeper, very good goalkeeper too, but a little bit older. And, and they, you know, uh, they said, come. And uh, Mary Maxson, Gary Maxson was the manager at the time, said, mm -hmm. put the contract, not the same contract as I was offered in Berlin, maybe like four times less, but doesn't matter. I didn't care for money at the time. No. I said, let's sign and see what happens. And then i uh, been training very hard for a year. And most of the games uh, uh, sitting on the bench, but uh, I had a great game. My debut uh, was against Fulham. Then that was my first really look on Edwin van der Sar because he was a Fulham goalkeeper at the time. And then obviously I had uh, two games before the end of the season. I played against Manchester United in Old Trafford. What was that like? Oh, it was amazing. And you grew up being a Manchester United fan as well? Exactly. And I yeah. play against them. Yeah. You can imagine. For me, it was like... And I was sitting on the bench in this game. Uh, Russell start. Russell Hall started the game. Yeah. He got injured. After 10 minutes, uh, that was a like tricky situation where uh, Gixi, I think, uh, Russell was setting the wall and Gixi flicked over the wall and Russell wasn't uh, ready for it. When he moved, he pulled his groin and he was injured. And I walk in, I was like, a guy serious. Um, <laughs> I, I can't be tough, but my legs was shaking. shaking. I was like, what's going on? You know, you just go, <laughs> things happen to you. The warm-up was great, but that was like on the pitch. And I just played. I play. I, I had a fantastic game, you know. I I saved shots and shots and Ronaldo and they, they couldn't score, boys. And and I had a few uh, like uh, end of the day we draw the game. You got man of the match. I got a man of the match. I had the interviews. I had everything. I was like, Whoa, what's going on here, <laughs> you know? And then uh, week later we play Portsmouth home. And we stay in the league. There was a called to the great escape for West Bromwich Albion. You know, we've been last, and and it's a beautiful story. And obviously, season after I play, I start the season, play very well as well. You know, and uh, I got more and more interest from different clubs in England as well. And uh, I think my patience and my risky behavior uh, just paid off at the time. You know, I risk everything for my mm -hmm. dream and I think uh, you know it happens because I play well I stopped United at the time then I play well and then uh, I get offered the contract from uh, Sir Alex Ferguson end of the season and you know how did that come about? Uh, yeah there was a long story because this agent actually rang me some the same agent? I no I didn't have an agent at the time That's I a better agent I, I, yeah I don't <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, some guy rang me. I had a lot of phone calls at the time. Yeah. You know, people ring me and all oh, sign contracts, sign this, sign that, do that, and you know, all story. And then uh, some guy rang me and said, uh, "Listen, if you sign with me, I can uh, I make sure you you're gonna play in the best team in the world." And I was like, yeah, "Okay, promises." I heard this ten times before. You know, obviously they wanted at the time uh, the, the signature. 
And uh, I didn't want to sign. You know, he came to me, we sat, he put the documents in front of me, and I said, like, well, I'm not going to sign that. You know, I don't know you. I don't know where everyone can do that. It was so disappointing. He kept bringing me day after, day after, day after. And then he said, uh, yeah, uh, I think he, between words, he said, oh, menu is a fantastic place for you. I was like, what? <laughs> I remember I was with my missus in a, in a restaurant at the time, Birmingham. And I just walk in when I stop talking. I said, hey, Manchester United tried to sign me. It's just, I remember this. That's unbelievable. And then, yeah, and I signed with him, you know, and he was right. Then I went to national team, obviously. And uh, I said to him, listen, you promise, promise, promise. That was like two weeks later. Uh, I've been called to national team. We played some game and I said to him, uh, I want to, if they're interested, then I need to speak with somebody, if is it true. And then Tony Cotton came to the game in Poland. I played uh, for national team. We sat and we talked and he said, uh, I want you to, you know, in my team, uh, Sir Alex wants you in my in his team, uh, Manchester United. Yeah. And, uh, or, uh, you know, what do you think about that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, what, what can I think about that? You know, <laughs> so, that was my dream from childhood, you know. I said, yes, do it. Do it. Thomas, you, I, didn't, you, you, I didn't ask for nothing. I just, just do it. Just sign, yeah. You, your previous manager at West Brom was Robbo. Did you, did you speak to Robbo about the, the transfer? No, no, because uh, Robbo came after the first season, my first yeah. season, yeah. Uh, the last uh, two games or three games. Uh, Gary Maxson was uh, fired, sacked, and then uh, yeah. uh, Robbo came. No, I didn't speak with him. I mean, obviously, I suspect he was speaking with Sir Alex about me. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't need to talk, talk to me. I, I was doing my job, you know, doing uh, train hard, and uh, obviously, uh, I believe uh, that the story wouldn't happen if the robot wouldn't come to the club because his his judgment, his uh, you know, uh, final words, let's say, because I think he trusted me. I think that's mm -hmm. why Sir Alex trusted me too. Yeah, because yeah. we know who Robo is in Manchester United family, you know, and it was a good decision to to not sign in Germany to come to. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, you moved on loan, didn't you? Yeah, there was uh, some background stuff, you know, all this going on, and uh, uh, I think uh, there was something related with uh, agreement between Manchester United and West Bromwich at the time. <laughs> But uh, they told me straight away. So Alex told me, yeah, I, was, I will sign you, but you have to come first year as a loan. And we're going to sign four years deal already, but the first year is going to be loan uh, or three years deal with the loan. I don't know. Guys, for me, it was, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because yeah. I said, yeah. You know, <laughs> even if it's only loan, I would go anyway. That's why, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it was like, I want to always be there. And uh, the money wasn't the issue. I kind of negotiated with the club, but I didn't really care. To be honest, they offered me some contract. It was good contract, obviously, because mm -hmm. United offered good contract. I wasn't the top, top of the contracts. I didn't came as a, as a big star, but we know the politics of the football club mm -hmm. uh, in the past. I don't know now, but young players got some decent uh, contracts, but then then they need to prove themselves, you know, play for a year or two or three and uh, you have to convince Sir Alex that you deserve more. Simple as that and longer. And uh, for me, it was clear as everything else. You know, I said, I, I need to get in, show myself, play for the team and that's it. And, uh, you know, the one, one year long passed, obviously, 
straight away contract and then uh, that's it and the, the the whole story start you know as a beautiful time you know i didn't get this what i really wanted i want i wanted to be a goalkeeper number one for manchester united mm. but uh, i got it what, what really uh, you know i respect because edwin was fantastic goalkeeper you know what i mean if if i have to lose against somebody then i want to lose my position or be stopped with mm. getting a number one goalkeeper in Manchester United from guy like Edwin. Because for me, it's not like I sweet him. Edwin is Edwin. And I always said, before even I signed with Manchester United, for me, he was one of the best. You know, yeah. when I watched the games, Fulham and, and the Ajax. And when, when I was 11 years old, Edwin already won the Champions League. And uh, what are we talking about? A fantastic career for this guy. Uh, play very well, long time. I came, I couldn't, you know, we talk about timing. Maybe when I would go there two years earlier or maybe three years later, maybe different stuff would happen. Mm. But uh, I get opportunity. Sir Alex gave me a chance and trusted me. I just signed the contract. You know, and I fight with, uh, you know, I, I did my part. I think I've been always available for Sir Alex, for the football club. Uh, when I was needed, I was there. Obviously, yeah. I was ready to play 60 games a season, but I got 10, 7, 12 games a season. I did what I have to do to be part of the football club. Obviously, everyone wants to play Champions League final. Uh, everyone wants to play finals. Everyone wants to be you know, on the pitch all the time. But goalkeepers, this is the life of goalkeeper. You know, you you compete and uh, you need to be ready and uh, do your part. If you get uh, opportunity to be number one, fantastic. If you get opportunity, if you get a position number two and you have to do it, what you have to do it, be ready. And if the manager need you, you for, for the team. And this is what I did, you know. Uh, I think when Edwin uh, struggled or uh, had uh, so many games, I walk in and I did my part, you know, and I, I'm proud of it. Can you remember your first day training? Obviously, there's some huge, huge players at United at the time. What was it like? Was it was it daunting? Was it was you nervous? There was an open training in Old Trafford when I signed, yeah. and uh, obviously, uh, I, this is what I remember really was the last. Uh, I mean, I remember everything, but the funny part is we played uh, a small pitch. 10 against 10, you know, very small, like yeah. tap, in, tap in, tap out. And the ball was moving so quick. I swear on my life. I was standing there in my head as a goalkeeper. I just, <laughs> I couldn't get it. And then uh, they score one, two, three, four, five. You know how this is. It's a new club, you know, coming. And it's just, I was like, and Sir Alex came to me and tapped me in the shoulder. He said, Thomas, don't worry. You need two, three months to get used to it, to the pace yeah. of the ball. In this football club, and I was like, uh, already, I was like playing a Premier League, yeah. Uh, West Bromwich Albion, there's big stories about me at the time and talent and this and that. I was thinking slowly, like, yeah, I'm there. But soon I you started made the train. Save of the season as well. Yeah, making the season. Yeah, save of the season. I, before I left, I was like, you know, win this trophies and that trophy, best goalkeeper, best this, this. And I start after ten minutes, after five minutes of small training side 10 10 side football like like small game yeah i came down straight away you know it's like like you don't need much in football if you see this you think from being so sure and confident that i did so well 
I start to think like I need to work harder here because if I don't catch up with this guy, was it was it gonna, was it that much? I'm gonna be out very quick. Was it that much of a step up from West Brom? Unbelievable step up. And I think if you talk about different for me at the time, I already was playing in Premier League and yeah. uh, was a great players in my team at West Brom at the time, Kanu, you know. Kevin Campbell, great experienced players, yeah. Zoltan Guerra, Jonathan Greening, and you know, uh, but the pace was unbelievable. I swear, it's not just talking, it's just, you know, I was like, the ball was moving, you know. Uh, for me, it was like the players step up like three passes before they knew it, what they're going to happen. You know, the, the, the way how they read the game and, and the understanding between them. Was, you know, guys, uh, now I understand. With this team at the time, we won almost everything in the, in, in the world. For we dominate the the, the football league, uh, the football in six years. Manchester United was three Champions League finals, Premier League, uh, different titles, and you know we, we had a fantastic team. And that was the difference, you know, the the speed of the ball. Obviously, I catch up because you get used yeah. to it, used yeah. to it, used to it. And uh, the training pace and everything. Was there anybody, anybody in particular stood out and thought, "Wow"? Uh, no, I had, a, you know, as a goalkeeper, I remember. I have to say that, but it's a kind of funny story, you know. When in the second session uh, we played normal game like big pitch, yeah. and uh, Scolzi came one against one with me and tried to make me, and I blocked it, and then uh, I turned, uh, I, I saved it. I turned and I said something like a little bit nasty. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> and he heard that. And he turned and he said, What did you say? And I said, What? I said, yeah, I said what I said. I said, Yeah, a little bit. And he laughed. You know, Scorsi. Yeah. He tried to make me. And there was like, I was like, I, when he tried to do this, I said, I need, but I had so much respect for these players at the time. Yeah. You know, there was a few bits. You know, this is new goalkeeper in the football club. Everyone tried to embarrass me. Yeah. But, you know, I'm gonna do make you this, you do that. Chip you, yeah. Chip you and this stuff. But yeah, they chipped me enough later on. Believe me, <laughs> that was crazy. When, when Scorsi took me, I, I when people ask me today, oh Thomas, how was how was this guy or how was that guy? You know, how was Scorsi? How important he was for the football team. Uh, I always say, listen, Scorsi sometimes said to me, like, Thomas, come, I, I do finishing game. Said ten, he took 10 balls and nine was in the corner, left or right. I couldn't save it. I didn't even try because there was 16, 18, 18 20 yards. It was just point, 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 point. There was the players, you know, there was, we know that. And they need to yeah. say, for me as a goalkeeper, when I save one or two of 10, I was like, Pfft. Yeah, great. And that must be top. And that must be top safe, like Matt. You know, I need to guess. I need to go a little bit earlier because you know there was only one player, but there was a fantastic player. A, lo a long way, you know. If you watch, if you see, mm. that's why. Yeah, it was uh, the beginning is always tough, but it was fantastic. You know. Did you enjoy going to training every day? I loved it. You know. Uh, I think I read something with uh, Cristiano. I think Pat Pat said something about Cristiano coming to the football club. When I signed, I, I was I was early anyway. You know, uh, when I play West Brom, I always I like to wake up early. I was like eight o'clock, seven thirty to training ground, and uh, I enjoy training. But I said like, yeah, I'm gonna impress here. I want to work hard. I'm gonna come early. And I came at seven o'clock. Ronaldo was already there. You know, and it was like, <laughs> you know. 
in a way, to be honest, West Brom, it didn't happen like that. I was always first. Uh, in far, like one hour before, I was always first. And uh, long after some, me, somebody came. But here, it was like, I see players, different mentality, you know, they, they just... Did you start going at six then? No. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a, a Helen, uh, there, there is a thin line between being earlier because Sir Alex arrived at six <laughs> and Ronaldo arrived at seven. You don't want to be before, boss. You know, because this you could be, <laughs> you could step in something dangerous. What do what when you went in so early? What did you do? Uh, I had my procedures. You know, uh, change myself. Uh, I went to the eat some breakfast. Uh, went to the swimming pool sometimes earlier. Uh, sometimes just warm up. Uh, might do my stuff, extra stuff in the gym. Uh, take me take your time. You know, I, I, football uh, was my life. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. Ask Johnny. Johnny is always early, or always, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just wants to get out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. different conversation. Uh, what What do you remember of your debut? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Edwin uh, was sick, I think, and uh, Arsenal came. And, uh, I find out before the game, I playing. That's it, you know. Uh, Nervous? Great. Uh, a little bit, maybe. Uh, you know, yeah. if I say no, I was tough. No, yeah. Goalkeeper is, a, is a, you know, it's a big team. My debut, you know what I mean? Debut in the fantastic team. Uh, stadium sold out. Good team, Arsenal came. Fantastic at the time. You know. Did your parents ever used to go watching you? Yeah, they came, of course. You know, yeah. uh, my parents have been always with me. Uh, and uh, maybe... 100 different people ready yeah. to come to watch me at the time. You know how this is. Yeah, it was, uh, I was nervous a bit. Yeah, I would say. Uh, the game started well for me. Uh, I make penalty and I saved it, which is... Yeah, yeah it must have been nervous yeah. when you gave it away. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's, it's difficult for goalkeeper if you're not playing uh, every week, mm-hmm. go in and, and as I said, the difference in training was massive with the speed. The same uh, goalkeepers. That's why for goalkeepers is important. Even you don't play first team football, you have to play somewhere. Time to time, you have to play in the second team to keep keep on top everything because the ball and decision making, the split second. And and uh, I was late for my. Uh, I was prepared, but obviously I make decision. I, I've been always this kind of goalkeeper. You know, when I made my decision, I just. I go for yeah. it because I know in the goal, if you start to hesitate, it's, it's, it's always ends very bad. That's why I went for it. I was a little bit late. Uh, I think it was uh, at the Bayo at the time. I think I fouled him. And then, uh, you know, he tapped the ball. I went in. Penalty. Uh, beginning of the game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I saved it. You know, I saved it, which is great. You could see when you get back to this situation, I was like, I jump up and I was like, you know, like, uh, because obviously you want to start start well, you know, you want to do well for you, especially with everything, my whole career, my whole childhood and the dream which I had, you know, came to the point where I had a debut in uh, the team, which I loved from beginning. Can I ask you, Thomas, about what the reaction was in Poland when you did sign for Manchester United? Uh, that must have been a very big deal for 
Polish people? Yeah, there was a very big deal. Uh, still, is still, but the story was, uh, I must say, I had a, uh, I made big mistake uh, in uh, one of the national teams. That was before European Championship, uh, World Cup, sorry, in Germany, 2006. Uh, we played the Colombian uh, at home in uh, Hojuf. That was like uh, the last game before we went to the World Cup. And uh, the goalkeeper from Colombia kicked the ball. I was standing on front. I just saying that because, you know, uh, the ball bounced, went over. I let it, I thought it go over the crossbar and went in. We, we, we lost 2-1, but there was a goalkeeper score against goalkeeper. And at the time, I knew it, I'm going to go, uh, there was a before, to United. And uh, the people, I was West Bromwich Albion goalkeeper at the time, and the people was like, whoa, what a mistake, and this and that. And very short after I signed with Manchester United, and obviously there was, uh, <clears throat> I was kind of uh, coming from glory because I had a great season in West Brom and this, and uh, the press was like on top of me in Poland, crazy. You know, I had a hundred phone calls, journalists, everyone try to make interview and this and that. And then I make this mistake. And then United came. And then from being a hero, uh, for one day being a hero, I make this mistake. I was a kind of national team loser, let's call it this way. Because mm. well, how is this possible? And then week after, Manchester United signing. And everyone was like, what's going on here? Why they signed goalkeeper which make this mistake? It was a, it was a big stuff at the time. And, uh, and uh, obviously the press was... Uh, yeah, you know, I had a lot of positive press after that. Yeah, obviously, mm. fantastic club. Only Polish player really till now, uh, which was playing for the club. We've got a few good young uh, Polish players. Uh, I think one, uh, Łukasz Pergel, is in the under-19 or something, Polish boy. Uh, and then uh, that's it, really. Yeah, it's a very mm -hmm. big achievement to be the only Polish player to play for Manchester United. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. my dream as well. That's why. Yeah. Very, very happy man. <laughs> Did you find it difficult when um, people were referring to you as, as something like a, a national loser? Was that a hard time for you, even though you knew the United move was coming and stuff? Or do you, are you able to just ignore that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, goalkeepers, uh, was obviously you don't like to read about yourself, you know, bad stuff. Uh, is a football or anything, you mm. know, uh, maybe these days people get used to it a little bit more because we've got the social media and mm. obviously if you've got the account, you always find somebody who's going to, you know, text you some bad stuff. And yeah. But at the time we didn't have that. And obviously after being compliment and, you know, being uh, people talk about mm. me so well and, and I become kind of, uh, you know, as I said, uh, kind of, you know, loser because you know, how is, there was a big, big moment in my national team career, I must say, because if, if this game turned differently uh, for me, uh, and I wouldn't make this mistake. It was it was a big chance I would play in a World Cup at the time, you know. And uh, this, this mistake kind of uh, classified me from playing because uh, the first game against Germany was like I think ten days later, and uh, obviously my chances was massive at the mm -hmm. time to be number one because the manager didn't decide at the time who were going to be number one. But I had this feeling he would kind of trust me. And then obviously making this mistake, I'll, I just uh, just cross myself. And uh, 
was tough, you know, it was, it was many. And uh, I could feel this kind of uh, people still, uh, after many years, they kind of remind me some. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, there was maybe because uh, there was uh, uh, the timing of it before World Cup and, you know, being a hero, I become kind of loser and then hero again. Kind of, I don't know. It's difficult to say, but it's tough. Go as a goalkeeper, you have to grow. I, I learned a lot as well from this kind of mistake because I make some mistakes, like every goalkeeper. You know, I see David De Gea uh, last year, last season, and season before. Some some mistakes happens, and people start to going forward and say, "Oh, yeah, this that mistakes is is everybody uh, makes is mistakes." Part, exactly, it's a part, especially yeah. goalkeepers. Yeah. As a, it's such a thin line. Even yeah. yesterday, guys, I play uh, every Sunday. I've got friends here. We play. Yeah, eight against eight, small pitch, one half hour, non-stop playing. And then we keep changing, rotating. And obviously, I, I, I said to them, I'm not going to be in the goal. I had enough. I did my stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is where you can be standing yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what happened. And I score goals, I pass. I feel like, you know, I'm. sometimes I start to thinking like, oh, maybe I should be really striking the goalkeeper. <laughs> you know, and then... Uh, yesterday I went into the goal because we keep changing clock like 10 minutes, everyone. Yeah. And there was uh, some easy shot and I instead stick my leg out. I just went for it. I dived. The, the ball was under my arm and the roll in. And guys, you must see these people <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> quick, quick, Thomas, nobody saw that. And it was so, so funny. You know, and that's why mistakes happen. Big football and side football goalkeepers are tough, 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 tough position, you know. And you have to learn for it, you have to swallow it and just keep moving forward. And this is what I did the whole career, you know. I had the fantastic games and the bad games, you know. And I always said, like, if I play 40 games and I'm, I've got two, two bad games, like, you know, the team lose because me is no bad stats. Obviously, mm. you can't do this. You know, every three games, bad game, because there's obviously nobody want that. But time to time happens, you know, mistake, that's it. Big, small, doesn't matter which one. We all done it. And you learn forward, they keep moving. You know, um, I always said, if you're in some place, you're in this place because you deserve it. You know, Absolutely. the teams like Manchester United, you don't get a chance to, to sign the contract with team like that because you're from Moon or something, you know. Mm. You have to deserve some point and mistakes will happen. Thomas, if I can just ask you about your relationship um, with the other goalkeepers. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but obviously in the past, there has been some discussion that you'd said about Van der Sar maybe not helping you. What Can you tell us exactly what happened and what your relationship was with uh, Oh, with, Colin, like, you're coming. I remember this interview. Uh, it was a menu TV interview. I said there was a kind of, I don't want to, now it doesn't matter. I can say whatever I want to say. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, I didn't mean bad way, you know? Yeah. Um, me, you know, because, yeah, because there was Manchester United TV interview. There wasn't yeah. uh, some kind of interview with somebody. And I, I uh, as you said now, you asked me the question, Helen. Yeah, you asked me like, uh, or you said that Admin van der Sar didn't help you. Sound 
negative. I didn't yeah. mean uh, at the time uh, negative. I said there was a kind of joke. I don't know with who was the interview. Was with you, maybe? Helen, yeah, probably. Helen? No, it wasn't me, thank you. <laughs> no. She's always she's always <laughs> twisting people's words, is Helen. Yeah. Yeah, you want to hear what she says about Johnny? I didn't even I didn't even <laughs> live in Manchester then. Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> no, you weren't there. Definitely. Oh come on, I remember. I remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, I said that because uh, I was kind of joking, saying like, "Oh, obviously Edwin helped me." You know, I always ask him a question. There was maybe one of this stuff which saying why he would help me. That was like yeah. Edwin helped me. Uh, you know, help me go into the goal. Not in training. In training, we've been we, we've been great, to be honest. Me and mm. Ed, you know Edwin. Edwin is is a great guy, polite, uh, very sensible. You know, yeah. person. I ask him what I do wrong with my feet. I was struggling a little bit because I never had the training really uh, playing from the back, and there was a new stuff. And uh, and yeah, we just. Give me uh, some points, you know. But I just maybe I, I said that, and there was uh, because I said that, but I didn't mean bad way. And the sound only in this TV, uh, but then later on, there was a few interviews people written down, like in different newspapers. You know, I'm just uh, criticize, uh, you know, my teammate and this and that. Yeah, I didn't. Did you find that frustrating though that you could maybe? never come out and say, well, I know you did eventually come out and say that was not what I meant, but, you know, it's nice to be able to put things like that to right, isn't it? I never been, uh, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the team person. Yeah. I understand the va va uh, values of the team. Uh, and uh, on the pitch, sometimes I was hungry and uh, I, I was, let's say, shouting, but I never shout uh, root way to my uh, colleagues on the pitch because as a goalkeeper I have to shout you know I need mm -hmm. to say left yeah. right go back this and that yeah. and there was always uh, more uh, positive stuff coming out just to help them uh, sometimes I was angry and I said like oh, on, let's do it you know don't be lazy you can do it kind of motivation uh, uh, talking uh, outside I, I barely you know I, I, I always said like even now when I go Polish TV uh, commentate some games or they ask me to go I'm always positive because uh, I know how difficult it is but during my career there was a few episodes which uh, I was hurt because people twist my words Yeah. because you know press is a press sorry guys but this is what happened some press is not mm. you know they, they wanted something more they want a headline they want a headline and yeah. uh, why would I you know, bullet my teammate uh, because something. I win nothing with that. It's just trouble. And uh, I never done it. I think it's uh, even now when I hear somebody saying this and that, like uh, David, uh, there was a lot of uh, critique uh, in his name uh, last year. I, I just tweet. I don't have a big Instagram, but I just put some picture on David and I just try to, uh, you know, uh, protect him because I don't like that. It's easy to go to, to blame somebody. But as a footballer, as a person, which a goalkeeper, which I had a lot of achievement and different situations, I think it doesn't help nothing. In the football team, you can't blame your teammate in front of press or something. No. But this is what happens. I said some words, which was twist. Then I turned back. I tried to correct it. But you know how this is. 
uh, even there was a one star. I'm not going to say which, which, which uh, attached Manchester United as well. I said something, and the, the words were so so badly twisted. Like you could see there was a, some intention to to make headlines and yeah. uh, use it me and uh, you know to hurt the club. And uh, I tried to fight with it, but guys, you can't. You know, as a, when 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 you say some when when you when when something went to the press, I couldn't stop it. You know, mm. that was with Sir Alex once, and I went. I said, Sir. I didn't say that. This is. I, I even showed him one or two stories, and I said, "Listen, you can read translation. This is what I said. This is what 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 was written for different newspapers. It's bad, but you know what? What I what, what you can do? Can do nothing. No. What was uh, your relationship with Edwin like? Well, like when that came out, did you have to explain that to him? Did he mention it, or did you just both ignore it? No, there was between us was no big deal. No, I just laughed about it. Listen, love, not even two minutes. Uh, there was, uh, you know, I, at the time when I said that, I didn't think there was going to be so big story mm-hmm. for it. Uh, there was Sky Sports saying there's, uh, you know, the Sun read something, mm-hmm. uh, Miro. Uh, inter- I was like, <laughs> oops. Yeah. But what you can do, you can do nothing. You know, I said something. I mean, you know, especially when I was Manchester United television, you know, it's just, but the people just picked. The words were said it out of contents. The whole bit was a little bit different and was laughed off. I'm sure if you go back to this interview and you see, I didn't say like, uh, yeah, he's bad or something. He just said, oh, he doesn't help me. You know, he could help me a little bit more and this. But I didn't, if I knew how big this is going to go, I would never, ever say that. Why yeah. would I say that? So many things are lost in translation too, aren't they? Because the footballers are not journalists, you know, as a footballer, yeah. you can learn certain things, how to speak. Now I've got uh, uh, any interview I do, uh, even a TV interview or whatever. I'm not going to ask you guys, but I ask for, you know, please, before you release, I want to see it. Yeah. I need to read out. And uh, if I don't like it, I just take out. And uh, I did after these old stories, uh, I, I started to do this because I trusted certain people uh, in the press and uh, they the headlines was bad. I didn't like it and I didn't deserve it to be, you know, to be treated as that. And, uh, you know, I said, no, I, everything would go out now. I need to see before. And believe or not, there was so many stuff. If I wouldn't uh, ask for it, it would be even worse because I don't know, some people, they do that, that like, you know, that's why, uh, yeah, footballers are not uh, journalists. We yeah. sometimes make mistakes. We don't know. Uh, some players don't speak with the press at all because it's best, best, better way to do it, not speak. But then if you don't speak with the press, they think, you know, you mean kind of, you know, and they try to go against you and try to find something and maybe, you know, and you want to live, you want to give what you have to give. Because obviously you are the kind of public figure if you play in big team and you're the person which which people want to uh, see and they want to see what you think and read about you. But then you have to make sure everything which is said it is correctly said, is written, is correctly written because it can be can be you can hurt some people and you can hurt yourself. What was your relationship with the gaffer like? Because I remember the one game you you came on for Edwin and then you got sent off. 
And then you then Rio went in goal. When are you gonna start to talk about good stuff I did for the <laughs> I don't know, no, 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 because see Maisie's the press now, he is the media. Yeah, he's everything that's wrong. No, he go for my feelings, you know, he go for my heart now. Did you get did you get the hairdryer? Everybody got the hairdryer. Yeah, so no, yeah, one or yeah. twice, uh, <laughs> Sir Alex was like no, but, you know. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Uh, obviously, um, happens. We we lost once uh, against West Ham, four no, and uh, away game, and then uh, Sir Alex was mad. It would, you know, and he came to the dressing room and just, just, you know, level up the floor. I was, you know, just destroy me. But I needed at the time. I was not enough motivated, and he could see that. You know, that's why. You could always see when players had a, you know, bad day or they they wasn't enough concentrate. Because if you've got bad day, everyone get these bad days, and you respect that. When when I was sent off in this game against Portsmouth and the Rio went into the goal, I walk in the dressing room. When I was I was only once in my life I was really sent off. And I went in and I can see the game we losing and we lost. I was panicking. I said, where, where, where are I going to hide now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, I just sit there as small as, as, as I can. And then uh, Sir Alex came and, uh, you know, and he just said, what the you thinking? Yeah. What are you doing? And then I said, sorry, Gaffa. And that's it. He left me. He didn't say mention nothing else. Because obviously I went in, I made mistakes, misjudgment. The referee didn't help as well because there was like, question mark of sending and he was all right with me but a few times happens yeah after a game where maybe I wasn't that concentrate or you know and we lost uh, he, just, he just destroyed me but it's good you know it's, it's, we, all yeah. needed, we all needed some point to be remind what you're doing and which team you're playing for you know Absolutely. and uh, when you started I'm not going to say I've always been you know, I was was the times of my time in Manchester United where uh, I was frustrated because I didn't play. You know, it was long months when I didn't get the chance to play, and I was thinking like, "What the hell?" You know, I'm digging here, and whereas I need the chance and this and that, and uh, I was a little bit uh, aggravated, and obviously uh, was maybe not always smiling. I was I was disappointed, yeah, because I was ambitious. You know, mm -hmm. I I wanted. I wanted so badly, then I was patient, uh, I was training, I was playing, uh, soon I get the chance, I was doing everything right. And then when I didn't get it, I was frustrating. And sometimes Sir Alex need to remind you who you are, why you're here, and what is your job. And that's what he did with yeah. different players Absolutely. over the years. And that was a very right thing to do, I think. Can we talk about one of the best times? Probably, well, I exactly. On behalf there we of go. You. We always we always end up, Thomas, on a good thing. Moscow. <laughs> yeah, Moscow. What, yeah, I mean, what was that like as an experience to be part of part of that that team? Yeah, uh, uh, in this edition, I had some games. Uh, most of uh, group stage games I was playing, and I did so well. I knew it when we go to the second uh, to to. to Quarters and so Edwin gonna jump in, but I always felt like uh, I did enough, you know. There obviously everyone, as I say, everyone to play final and be in the final, but I did my part. I think I played five or six games in this edition, which was great. And Sir Alex, trust me, and this was a big thing. As I said before, I was training 
and I was ready and he knew it. And when he wanted, you know, he felt like, yeah, I, Thomas, you play Champions League. A big thing. And I play, 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 group stage, different games. I never disappoint him really in this part. And we won. Fantastic. I just always say, because we've been in three different finals, yeah. It's a really shame we didn't manage to, to win another one or something. You know, that would be... Or, or, because if you approach the final and you lose, it's tough. You know, I think yeah. it's, it's very tough. Mm-hmm. You've won three Premier League medals, two League Cups and the Champions League. Which is the one, or which ones mean the most to you? Which are you most proud of? I won more, I think, Premier League, but I didn't get the medal. Oh, okay. Because there was the stupid rule. I think it's stupid. I have to say that that second goalkeeper. I mean, the player need to play at least ten games to get a medal in Premier League. But goalkeepers is difficult, you know, because we mm. as a second goalkeeper, you're never gonna get. No. And then you play three minutes or get in five minutes, you know, or be sub. You get sub when it's injury or if you start the game most of the time. And I always said like. You know, I've been whole season, I think was played like six games or something. And we won the uh, Premier League. And uh, there was a horrible, I think the rules should be changed because uh, there, I must say it was a horrible feeling where, uh, you know, the players went out and uh, they get this medal and you've been digging for whole season. Every day, every day, training, you know, training, 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 because it's hard. You prepare yourself. And then uh, as a second goalkeeper, you'd get a certain amount of games. And then you don't get the medal. And you think like, well, why, why? Mm-hmm. You know, players are different because obviously they can go in and play a few minutes yeah. there, a few minutes there over the long season. The, the Most of the 22 players, they would get the chance, yeah. you know, to play this at least 10 games. And the, this combination where you've got Champions League, you've got League Cup, you've got the uh, Premier League, you've got different competitions, then you would get anyway this 10. But for goalkeeper, it was difficult. To get 10 Premier League games sometimes is tough because the most managers, they don't change goalkeepers for Premier League. Premier mm-hmm. League was the addition where the first choice goalkeeper played all day long. But as a second goalkeeper, I've been always there, travel with the team, always train hard, always been ready. And then they get this medal and you like sit there, one or, or one or two players and they didn't get the medal. And you think, yeah, it's a little bit unfair here. But yeah, this is what the rule was at the time. Well, when I was younger, I used to think like, well, that's right. If, you know, the players that are playing all the time should be the one that gets the medals. But now that I'm older and, you know, you understand the game a lot more, even players, I think if you're in the squad, I think you should get a medal because even if you don't play, you're still training, you're still improving the team, you're still pushing your teammates. So you still have an active involvement. And I don't want to remind everybody of Aguero winning the league with the last kick of the game. But in theory, that could have been a substitute who was making his debut, who scored a goal and wouldn't get a medal, even though their goal actively won the league. So I I would have thought if you're in the squad, you should get a medal. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I had this um, friend of mine, uh, Marcin Vasilevsky. Uh, they were centre half in uh, Leicester time. Yeah, uh, Johnny wasn't there at the time, I think. Mm. Uh, and the, obviously, they won the Premier League. We remember, we all remember crazy season Leicester had. Marcin, it was like centre half, like Tatu's big guy. He was playing. Uh, I think he played one game, uh, but he was. He was the one which uh, uh, Nigel Pearson brought him to the club. As a, uh, he was loved guy, you know that people love him. He was always uh, motivated, training hard, and this. 
I'm sure more players from Leicester would say that, you know, he was a very important person in the football team, like in, in the squad. He didn't play much, but he did his part every day. When the, in age 38, he went to training, morning, gym, after. He was a fantastic example to all players, you know, professionality. And he just make one, one, one uh, appearance and he didn't get the medal. You know, he, he, I, I, and I spoke with him, obviously he's my friend. I said, mate, for me, you won the Premier League. You did one appearance, but for me, you're the truly winner. You can be proud of it that you won the Premier League, mate, because you've been digging all year, a whole year, this season and previous seasons, just to, you know, he was always available. Manager didn't pick him. He was here this age, but you think I, I felt very unfair to him to not get him in the medal because as you said Sam he did his part and he he, he could be the one which decide about uh, yeah. you know Premier League or not and it's the same as a goalkeeper you know uh, at the time when we won uh, I think uh, there maybe was I played six because for the year Sir Alex Ferguson he uh, could put some notes, I think, in the football league that, yeah. you know, they could give a medal, contribute the medal, contribute yeah. the medal and this is what he did with me. That's why I got the medal. But there was one season where I didn't get it. And uh, just because I didn't get it because I didn't have enough games. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I could be easy game where I play only four or five games only in this season when we won the league. But then if I make mistake in one of these games, we wouldn't win the league. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the, we know how tough were the, the years was at the time. You know, you know one point, two points difference, uh, you know, very not, uh, tight until mm-hmm. end of the last game. And I think the rule was like uh, hurting some people. Not just me, but some yeah, people, people which Thomas, players. Which... Yeah, when we, um, when we won the travel in 99, I think I only played the last six games of the season because most of the season I was injured. But then Yap was struggling with his Achilles. Henning was injured, so the manager played me my last six or seven games. I didn't. I didn't get a medal for the. You for see the how Premier you League. feel about that? How you feel about that? Ah, unfair. I, I think it's unfair, yeah, because you know, as you say, we won the league by a point to our, I think it was Arsenal. But yet, Champions League, I never played one minute in the Champions League, and yet got a medal, and that really doesn't mean a lot to me so much as I was in the squad, but. I'd much rather have got the, the Premier League medal. Premier League, yeah. Because yeah. I played in it. Yeah, That's yeah. what Sam said. I think uh, if you're part of the squad, yeah, 23, let's say. Yeah. Uh, and you and you manage to, to be a part of, of the squad which win the league or win the Champions League. I think I think it's changed now, has it? It's changed. I don't know. Is it changed? So. Everyone get the medal now? I think that I think they have a squad of twenty five. Next season we will find out. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thomas, yeah. for all those medals that you did pick up, what was that moment like for you? Uh, to get the medal. Yeah, how proud were you? Thinking this has been my dream since a young boy. You know, you'd thought about it for a long time. How proud were you picking up those medals? And what was your favorite favorite moment of those? Uh, fantastic you know uh, I've got these medals home uh, hanging beautifully uh, I feel proud of these medals even sometimes people say oh yeah you didn't play the final I said then what 
who cares? Yeah. I've been in a fantastic team for six yeah. years. You know, uh, this is what I uh, could see and achieve. And the players I play with, the best players in the world, uh, be managed for the best uh, best uh, manager in the world. You know, uh, fantastic. You know, you can be just crazy pleased with yourself. I am because I did. I work so hard. As I give you a little story about myself, I work. I, I've been always motivated, always believe it, always give hundred percent. And uh, I had the luck to to be spotted and to to be where I was, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's great uh, motivation uh, as a father now for my children. Uh, when we talk about stuff and my friends around, and I try to always say that, you know, I try to be example. I try to explain them that the dream happens, you know. Yeah. If you you have to truly believe and and be be always motivated, uh, regardless of, of some people around you, maybe not that, keen to help you and try to not help you even to, to, to make sure, you know, because not everyone is, 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 is uh, wish you well. Uh, you need to find your way and believe it. And I'm proud of these medals because this is the part, this is, this is what I work for for many, many mm-hmm. years. And even I give this interview maybe uh, one month ago to one of the journalists here in the, uh, the, 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 the like top uh, sports newspaper in Poland and uh, I asked him for this uh, authorization and uh, after talking you know I can talk yeah and I talked to uh, about me and this and that and uh, my career and he written some words where I, when I read this uh, interview first I was thinking like oh this is bad this is not what I want to say you know the way how he Manipulator. I didn't. Yeah. No, he did it just written and I rang him and I said to him, listen, you write the story about my life, about many years of dedication and and then many years of pain. If you want to write about me, because that was like a story, you have to write, you know, like you need to imagine this, you're writing something about somebody's life and uh, you write story which is a definition of my life. I work for this for 30 years and the yeah. story need to be the same good, you know, need to be great. And he was listening to me and he, he changed things, which I really like it. He understood. It's the same with medals. You're working for something for years. You're starting very early age, not just you, your parents, your family, people around you. And you're coming to the point when you win something and uh, as I say, I don't care if somebody say, oh, you play only six games, not uh, 30. And what? I play six games. Some people are not going to play even six. Yeah, and I'm happy with that. I'm, this is my life dedication to, to you know, I, I work for something. And I will, uh, as I say before, I was uh, blessed to, to have the chance to, to win this stuff. And mm-hmm. I see this. And my life is like that now. I'm a happy man. You know, I'm working hard. I still try to, maybe not in the football, but there was the same thing. I do something and I do with full heart and full dedication. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Can I just ask you, Thomas, who you were closest to in the changing room? Uh, I don't want to sound like, I, I, I don't have one. I mean, you know, if I go uh, and I think about the dressing room, yeah, uh, the players who was there, I didn't have one person. 
I just, just I spoke with, with just, just friendly. I mean, uh, some players talk more, some less, but I never had a conflict with nobody. Mm-hmm. Barely in the foot, in, sorry, in West Brom or Brighton or whatever club I was playing or Wolverhampton or, or, or Birmingham, I was friendly with everyone. I think I, this is me. I mean, there's a, this thin line. If somebody is, is not friendly with me, I can be the same. You know, I, yeah. I'm like, I can go for it. And, and I, I let people know straight away. It's not like that. Because I think the way you treat people, uh, you expect they treat you back. And, and I, was, uh, I was fair with everyone. I think mm-hmm. there was a few episodes where I argue when I, uh, you know, uh, uh, was impulsive. And uh, even uh, Helen with Johnny, Johnny, you can ask him. Oh, we really? had one or two episodes there <laughs> as a center half. Ask him in uh, Japan when we went to World Cup. And there was like a little bit, oh, no, but what? then very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very soon, you know, we just uh, hooked and. You know, it's, uh, football is, is, is a lot of energy, you know, mm-hmm. positive, but sometimes you get uh, upset and you get angry, frustrated, and you just, you know, but then you cool down. And uh, we said with uh, Wayne, uh, Wes always told me, like, I, mean, I shouldn't say about them, but uh, when Waza was angry in training or something, you, you, you always try to win everything in training, even we play small side games. Yeah, it was. I was like, let's win, let's win those amazing games. We play only 10 minutes, last 10 minutes of training, but there was like a final. You know, nobody want to lose, even this. And Waza sometimes get angry. And Wes said, Waza need eight seconds. And you have to count one, two. I do that with my children. I'm like, count to 10. To calm down. The Waza was running and angry and said, one, Eight and after eight <laughs> seconds he comes. Uh, we all been like that, you know. You get cooked. Yeah, exactly. And then you come down and you respect your teammates again, you know. But that's what gets you to the top. Fight for each other. Yeah, I said to Johnny, who was Thomas friends with in the change room? He was like, just everybody. But I think he said you were quite friendly with Rio and Patrice too. Yeah, Patrice. Obviously, I don't want to name. Uh, re- yeah, I uh, listen, guys. I love these guys. They're great. Yeah. I see Pat. Pat maybe uh, I went to the one of the uh, games, United games, when it was still normal. Yeah, before virus, uh, and uh, I went to the director box, and the Pat was standing there, and he saw me. I saw him, and we're like, <gasps> oh, we didn't see for like maybe I don't know eight years. I was like, oh, like, serious. With Thomas, hey, look at him. You know, this is this is United, you know. This this yeah. is, uh, friendships never end. There's something which this is like a scar. Scar, yeah. Scar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. always stay there. And uh, I would say, yeah, but it was a part, but uh, I see Wes Brown about they like now I'm pulling by when I see West the same, you know, always nice. Or when I see somebody uh, get the opportunity to see some players, fantastic, you know, it's like this. What I can't say who was my best friend in the dressing room because I'm this kind of type of guy where I'm good friends. I think I can call all this. This is what happens in Poland, you know, I get like weekend coming up and we just telephones and, you know, I like people general good people you're a happy yeah. guy thomas when you uh, when you look back at your time at united now that it's all done how do you feel about it uh 
Great. I mean, as as I say, you know, uh, I had a fantastic time. Uh, Somebody asked me last time, what was my mistake, really? What would I do differently uh, if I could? Uh, I said uh, my mistake was to not try to stay longer in Manchester United. Because there was a, I think, was a chance that I could stay a little bit longer and uh, still do it my part as a substitute goalkeeper. David came. There was a few more goalkeepers, but uh, I should fight more for it. I should have more talks with Sir Alex and ask, uh, you know, because I was, I, I left too early. Uh, this is what I say, because when I left the football club, uh, I went to different clubs. Never been the same. I, you know, I played good clubs. You know, I had uh, like uh, I, so many nice people. When uh, after uh, uh, United, I went to uh, Brighton, fantastic place, fantastic club, Wolverhampton. I can't say nothing wrong, but it never been the same. You know, and this is only this is how I see after I left. You know, it's a little bit of of uh, thing where I could say I, if I could stay longer, I would because. You know, mm-hmm. I just give up. After six years, the new goalkeeper came, David, and this. And I said, okay, uh, let's look for something. Uh, let's let's move on. Uh, as I said, there was a little bit of frustration in me as well because I didn't get the chance. Uh, but uh, I should fight more for a longer term. Because then when I went somewhere else, I noticed it's not going to be the same. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's why. A great time, guys. I appreciate. I am. Thanks God for that. You know, I I I could. I always said also that uh, you could play three hundred games for some football club. I wouldn't change these three hundred games for one game in United. Mm-hmm. It's true because when somebody played for the football club, knew how important it was, and how how great it was. That's how I think. Totally agree with you. Totally. Agree yeah, with you. I don't know you, Dave. You know, when somebody was play. For a club, no, it's you know, it's not. It's just the way it is. I love the way you talk like that, especially Thanks. now that I, I just love that people. <laughs> oh, huh? oh, you mean Thomas? Yeah, Thomas. <laughs> I just love how appreciative you are of. Oh, look, there's one of your. Are you just talking about your festy cuffs? Who is that? Well, oh, so hi, Jenny. Oh, all right, how are you? I'm good. You? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Well, when is Training? It? Did you finish? I'm off today. Oh, off today. So Helen's Why? Got, uh, doing the baby duties while she's in here working. Okay, <laughs> you have to do it. He's oh. been talking about you fighting in Japan. Oh, yeah. You remember? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you scared me. <laughs> yeah, but you, I, we played this game. I remember well, you know, John, Johnny was a center half and turned and said to me something. Beep, 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 beep. And I was like, what? And it pulled, took my gloves off, and I went in for it. Oh. And he, just, <laughs> <laughs> he walked about fifty yards towards me, and I was like, "Oh no!" And, uh, <laughs> dude, I think he grabbed me by the throat. No, Johnny, you know me. I was like, it was too far for me to walk. I never left my boat. Well, he definitely got there. I wait, I waited till a few people jumped in, and then I had a little go back at you again. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted that. That's, that's I brilliant. apologize later. I mean, we had dinner. Yeah, I know, of course. You know how it was this. We get cooked sometimes. No more lizard. It was, yeah. John, how are you doing? You you all right? Like football and stuff. How is yeah. your your niece and stuff? Uncles? All good. All good. 
Yeah, I can't complain. Uh, have you got a hotel now? Uh, yeah, I, but yeah, I do, and uh, I'm building uh, industry at the moment. I just, you know, build some some accommodations. Let's call it like that. I mean, there was a as a family thing for me. It was many many years, and that's why I moved to Poland uh, for a bit. But uh, listen, more is happy to go for coffee when I get back. I'm sure you'll be back. You still got your place uh, now over here, don't you? Yeah, I've got a place. Yeah, the moment is rented to uh, to the football club, to Manchester United. I uh, see. Thomas was always yeah. smart. He was always clever. Yeah, <laughs> stay in the family. Stay in the family. You know. Good to see you. Good to see. You. I'm gonna give you a call when I get back. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, give me a shout. Uh, Helen doesn't let me do that. They're having a domestic now. <laughs> Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> Flip sick. He's got babies to see too out there. <laughs> Thomas, speak to you soon, mate. Speak of soon. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to see you, Johnny. Just can we take a second to appreciate that was Johnny's first appearance on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I see. This, I didn't lie about the, the fight. <laughs> the fisticuffs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was... Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about. Helen, now. fantastic guy you choose, you know? Oh. Thanks, Thomas. Don't, don't, he's a lucky one. <laughs> I ask him as well. Oh, yeah, no. yeah, he's a lucky one. <laughs> Thomas, I guess the, the, the natural question now is, when did you decide the time was right to hang up your gloves? Uh, it came naturally, actually, because um, my last season in Birmingham City was uh, very, very disappointing. I didn't uh, thought that my career going to end like that, but uh, this is what football is sometimes it goes sweet sometimes uh, sour and uh, obviously I signed contract with Birmingham City I had a fantastic two years play almost all games I had a fantastic debut and in age 36 I still was very good form and then it came time with obviously I had many managers like one half year or two years I had six different managers coming and going and some of them said oh well I want you and then said no and another one came after three months said yeah you have to leave then I was ready to leave then somebody else came and said yeah you can uh, I want you to stay and uh, and the fact was like that that the last season of my my uh, contract last year of my contract I was moved to the second dressing room uh, train with 16 years old kids yeah, it was disappointing because uh, I was treated yeah. badly. Uh, I didn't deserve that, I think, because I did so well for the football club. Uh, it's just the circumstances wasn't right. And these things happen, unfortunately, in football, where I tried to move and leave the club. I couldn't. Then I couldn't play too. Then I couldn't train. Then, you know, I have been a kind of, uh, I don't know what I was. I was moved to different dressing room as a, as a bad guy, I never did something, nothing wrong. I didn't talk badly. It's just politics. And uh, my career ended like that. You know, one year, one uh, last season of my contract, I didn't play at all. Uh, one year is a long time in football. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, I, I just decided to stop playing because, you know, I didn't have many options at the time. Uh, I, I keep myself fit for maybe six months just in case something happens but I had some opportunities to move to different countries far away I didn't want to do that because my family and so and obviously I said yeah 37 I did what I did I achieved what I achieved and now is the time for a new period in my life and I had my gloves 
Simple as that. Before that, I did uh, some coaching course in uh, Belfast, beautiful city in the North Ireland. And, uh, and that's it, really. And I started to do something different. Uh, obviously, I'm close to the football, uh, go to TV and this. But career finished. And I didn't want to go and play in lower league because uh, I think uh, it doesn't matter which league you're playing. You have to be, you know, top fit. You have to be super motivated. And I couldn't find the motivation in uh, League Two, for example, in age 37, because of, after my uh, long career, after United time and so and so, once I said uh, the lowest I'm going to play is a championship. Low, I'm not going to go. Not just because I'm kind of arrogant, but I think if you can play on top, you play on top. If you can't play, and that was me, 37, time to do something different. Now yeah. I can go ski. Now I can do stuff which I couldn't do, ride the bike and the motorbike. And, you know, I just enjoy different, different stuff in my life. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Thomas, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and you've got an absolutely incredible career and all of your achievements as well. We're very proud. Thank you, Helen. Yeah. Thank you to invite me for that. I love talking. And, uh, you know, as Lad said, Johnny will tell you. 100%. Thomas is just talking. That's why it was a pleasure as well. You have a, I think you've got an infectious attitude that listening to you is, is a joy. It's really nice to hear you talk about stuff because you talk so passionately. And I think yeah. people that would have listened, I think, will really have enjoyed this one. Absolutely. He's gone. He's back. <laughs> He's back. Yeah, yeah, I heard very something. Yeah. It was very positive. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> very welcome. <laughs> Before you go, Thomas, um, is there any of your ex-teammates or even coaches that you could recommend to us to speak to us on our podcast? Of course I could. Who, who would make a good guest? You, you're thinking about United players or general? Yeah, mm -hmm. just United. United. Just United. Wouldn't be the United podcast otherwise. Oh, my God. Uh, I saw uh, you had a nanny, did you? Hmm? Yeah. did nanny. Part, Very good. Yeah, Pat was the who else? Quite a lot, but there's still lots for you to choose from. I can speak a few lots, like, uh, let me think, Alan. Yeah? No, no, don't worry. You don't have to, you don't have to make contact. We just like to know who you think would, would be, uh, would be good. Yeah, a good guest. Who's got some good stories that, that would be good on our podcast? Let me think. Okay. I'll text you. Okay? Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thomas, thank you so, so much. Been a pleasure, mate. Hi. Pleasure to talk to you. Love to your family too. Thank you. Well, that was Thomas Kushak. Another goalkeeper in the bag, guys. Yes. Another goalkeeper in the bag. Really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maisie, do you think, would you enjoy, would you have enjoyed playing with him? Did you think his attitude made what you want to see? Uh, yeah. I mean, goalkeepers have a strange, they, they are strange <laughs> people. Are they? they are strange. <laughs> They're, they are different breeds. But, um, no, I mean, his worth, work ethic and the way he went about his, mm -hmm. his business to get to England and, mm -hmm. you know, to be offered a, a, a contract at Earth of Berlin, turn it down to come and actually do like a two-week training session with somebody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Helen's just put her feet on just the table. Put her feet up on the table? Yeah. <laughs> do you do that at home? If the kids did that, what would you do? <laughs> right? I've been sat in this one seat for so long, my legs are... 
I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> we just try to skip past Helen putting her feet out. Uh, I thought it was great how he talked about instead of having posters of footballers on his wall, he had posters of different German words because he was trying to learn the language. And it's, I mean, Helen, you must, I, I mean, be more aware and Maisie than most that footballers are very much labelled with the stereotype that they're stupid. Are we? But I'm just saying it's, a stereo, it's, people, it's what people say, isn't it? But the, there's no consideration. I think John of the, is very, very clever. Yeah, well, I, th- I think of, you're really, really clever. Thanks, yeah. I'm offering a defence here. Just because you've got two degrees, Sam. No, I'm on, your, I'm on your side. I'm saying that footballers don't get the credit they deserve. And this is a good example oh. of... Do you know what, Did though? You can you imagine none of us have ever been in that situation where you're moving to a new country at a really young age and you don't know any of the language? How scary is that? It just seems, it just but I'm speaking on behalf of you. Have either of yeah, you been imagine, in that situation? No. Well, no. I mean, I moved to Blackburn, but obviously they speak the same language. <laughs> but <laughs> Not as me. <laughs> no, but I think moving, even just moving to another country is bad enough, but then to move into a, a country where... You're going to go and live with a family that don't understand anything you're saying. How do you, it's how quite do you get by? It's inspirational, that ambition. Yeah, it's really brave. That's proper drive. Yeah. And then he, then he sort of he sort of did a, almost a career reset to be brave again and went, I'm not going to take this contract to Hertha because you're not going to play me. I'm going to go to Bolton and train with 300 goalkeepers and see how that comes out. It's That's extraordinary. Crazy, mm. wasn't it? Crazy. Very good storyteller. Yeah, he is. I've been distracted by how comfortable Helen's made us. She looks so cool there, doesn't she? So Huddled up, I'm sat on my hands because my hands are freezing. <laughs> should have brought your coat, didn't you? <laughs> and used it as a blanket. Right, should we do some emails? Yes. Okay, uh, I've got one here from Lindsay King. Hi guys, love the podcast. As everyone says, it helps so much during all this. I'd love to hear from Mike the Chef. I'd say he'd have some stories in the amount of players and managers that mention him. Thanks again, Lindsay. I think that's an excellent decision, um, Mike the Chef. Yeah, let's get Mike um, the Chef Do on. you know what he could do? Bring some snacks. He could bring some, he, he could bring some <laughs> snacks and some food. Yeah. Because our... Producer brings nothing. I've got a nice one for you, Maisie. Go on, Helen. Hi, El President, Sam and Helen. Referring to yourself. What's that? What's that? Thanks very much for the podcasts. They have been very enjoyable. Especially enjoyed Gordon Hills and loved how passionately Alan Smith talked. He had me that motivated and geared up. I felt ready to go to war. Bit extreme, but okay. Also, I just want to say a big thanks to our president of Down Patrick Supporters Club. Oh, yes. David May. He has done tremendous work throughout the years, whether helping get tickets, helping to arrange guests, and just being a great lad. Hopefully this COVID calms down quickly so we can get over and join you for one of those great drinking sessions. Cheers from all here in Down Patrick. Thank you very much indeed, Down Patrick crew. Down Patrick, yeah. El President. El Presidente, yes. Yes, myself, uh, Patrick Keelty, and... Uh, Tony Dobbin, who was um, the 1997 Grand National winner. Okay, nice. Yes. I'll tell you a great little story about Fazolt. God bless him, now he's passed away. It's my cousin. But um, when they when they invited me to become the president over there, so we went over and did a dinner. Paddy did a little turn, a bit of a com- comedy ste- uh, sketch. And I was only flying over on the... I flew over on the Saturday morning to come back Sunday evening. And I flew over on the Saturday morning and left the following Thursday because I was having such a good time, me and my cousin. We, um, we stayed there for about five days. 
just on the yeah. lash. One last email. Got one here from Sharon Roberts. Hi, Maisie, Helen and Sam. I've been listening to these podcasts for nearly a year now and they've all been absolutely brilliant. Just been listening to the Andy Cole episode and I really enjoyed it. Although like Helen and Maisie, I found it hard to listen when he was talking about his illness. I had tears in my eyes. I've cried tears of laughter as well with Albert Morgan, Patrice Evera and Quinny with his ancestors. Robbo and Whiteside were my heroes growing up. So it was great to hear from them too. Roy Keane... Would- <laughs> Hi, Ty. Hi, no, Brian Kai. Yeah, it, was, it would be great to hear from the toy. Uh, Roy Keane would be good if you are brave enough to ask him. Uh, Paul McGrath would be an interesting podcast. Uh, or the treasure that is our Paddy, but you would never get him to stop talking. Keep up the good work, Sharon. All three of those would be wonderful guests. Excellent. And I, I'm not, I wouldn't be scared to ask Roy Keane questions, would you? I, I tell you, Keane is a great lad. Yeah. I'm sure eventually he'll do it they'd all be great guests and we will try to get all of them on I think that's the plan Um, thank you so much for all of your messages as always please continue to send them in Um, we really appreciate it Um, in the meantime you can rate the podcast you can make sure you're subscribed you can leave us a little review we really appreciate those we'll be back next week with another guest for you if you want to email us the address in the show notes it's unitedpodcast.mayunited.co.uk and we'll see you next time goodbye have a lovely week stay safe